1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Rodriguez, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we are going to do a USA versus Mexico preview final game of the group stage for both of these two teams. USA already qualified for the 2023 World Cup. There's a lot, though, to get in through uh, this preview on both sides of the ball. But first, before we take that deep dive, I want to give you all a reminder We are nominated here at Attacking Third for the Best Female Hosted Podcast Category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We appreciate everything you all do for us, hopping onto the lives, listening to our previews and recaps, checking out our highlights, and we hope that you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance into the final round. To nominate Attacking Third, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then toggle down to the Female Hosted Podcast Category. The entire process takes less. In 60 seconds. We've included the link at the top of the episode description as well. If you are watching this on YouTube, there's a handy dandy little QR code there for you to scan and vote for us. Go ahead and take the quick time to do us that favor. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Attacking Third, and we're available as video. Hit subscribe at YouTube.com slash Attacking Third for previews, reca- recaps, exclusive interviews, and more. We're going to get into the and more right now, Lisa. How are you doing? <laughs> my, doing rates,
0: my reads for you are getting longer and longer <laughs> and longer. But it's just because uh, we've got so many great things we've got to talk about. I know that when we go live and we mentioned that we are um, – we've been nominated for our people's choice podcast award for best female hosted podcast. People in the chat are always like, I voted for you. I voted for you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, tweet at us, let us know that you voted for us, tweet at your friends, tell them to vote for us. Um, tell your, your mom and your, and your brother and your friend and everyone else. Um, It really means a lot, so thank you. I am good, Sandra. I've got a bit of a change of location this weekend, uh, traveling as well, so um, don't mind me, but I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, it's been a crazy, crazy couple of days, and we get to dive into it because U.S. has qualified for the World Cup. Huge things happening there, but there are still so many more implications online for this CONCACAF W championship, and Monday is going to be a huge, huge day in the federation.
1: You know, we we hopped on late during the evening when the verdict was actually this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was actually the morning. You're right. It, it was early in the a.m. It was well after midnight for me, well after 1 a.m. for you. But it was official, right? Uh, the way things shook out on match day two of this tournament, the United States clinched a World Cup berth on Thursday thanks to a 3-0 win by Haiti over Mexico. That means with the United States clinching their spot in the 2023 World Cup, what that means for this CONCACAF championship is that the lowest the United States can place in CONCACAF is second. So uh, congratulations once again. Uh, Please go check out our reaction episode to to the United States making their ninth World Cup appearance. They're the 12th team uh, to qualify for the 2023 World Cup. It's an exciting time uh, for the United States women's national team. But the work's not done. That was something else that we sort of saw coming out of all of the reactions from last night. We saw the players reacting to the news in real time via their social media as well. A lot of excitement. But we talked about this United States women's national team often on this show. And I've referred to them as sort of this machine, this sort of ridiculous program, right? They, they're they the number one ranked team in the world for a reason. They're the national team that probably spends the most time with each other, plays some of the most games throughout the uh, international windows. And uh, they already have the, the energy where it's like, OK, the job's not done. It's only one of our boxes that are checked off here in this CONCACAF tournament. And they're looking ahead a little bit already to something like winning this entire thing, because that means you get a straight buy-in into the 2024 Olympic games in Paris. If you win this tournament you'll get that qualification spot and you also get the spot for the 2024 W gold cup. So there's still some things at stake here for this United States women's national team, Lisa
0: there definitely are because uh, as you mentioned is that and as everyone on this team is saying that the job's not done because yes the U.S. qualified for uh the World Cup but they want to win the CONCACAFW championship they don't want to get second they want to get first they want to get their ticket to the Olympics and and you can tell the determination is on their faces but um not just the United States, but there's also a lot of moving parts within this CONCACAF championship right now and everything else that is kind of coming out about it. um, The teams that are being influenced and the, the nations that can qualify and can do certain things like that are truly interesting to kind of evaluate and look at because Monday is going to be a huge day for these types of federate for these federations and for all of these teams. Um, and we have to look at that and kind of what, what could happen on Monday is huge. And the U.S. also has implications in that because they want to get enough points out of this group standing so they get a better seating in the, in the next round of this tournament. Um, but I think the Olympics being on the line is one of the biggest things that the United States now has their eye on, win the CONCACAFW championship and secure a spot in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's a, that's a new motivating factor, I think, within this tournament because I think the World Cup qualification was obviously first, but now you've got the other things coming as part of the, the package deal within this competition. So I, that doesn't mean necessarily in this final group stage game against Mexico where they're going to obtain those things. There's still something like winning first place in the group, right, Is is still technically on the line. And uh, advancing to the semifinals and and having that number one seed going into the semifinals on on the U.S. side of things, you want to win this game. I don't think you yeah. want to go into these semifinals saying, "Okay, let's get into these semifinals and face off against Canada." in this semifinal round. I think a lot of people looking into this tournament sort of maybe saw the final coming down to the reigning 2019 world cup champions and the current 20 uh, Tokyo game, Olympic gold medalists mm-hmm. in Canada. So they're still, they're still that first place, uh, you know, to sort of confirm, uh, you know, in this, in this game against Mexico. And quite frankly, Lisa, with the way the tournament has gone for Mexico, United States might go out there and make this an even tougher tournament I, for the hosts. I honestly
0: think that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, I feel for Mexico right now, they are coming off of two back to back losses um, against Jamaica, against Haiti and being the host country, having a lot of pressure on them to succeed. They, they didn't make the World Cup uh last time and they're pushing to make it this time and the fact that their plans kind of unraveled on them as as they did a a pretty devastating loss 3-0 to haiti on Thursday night, um, it, it changed everything. You could see the defeat, the devastation, the anguish on those Mexican players' faces as that final whistle was blown and, and as that game came down to it. And and for a million reasons, right? They, they weren't getting the win. They didn't get the three points. They knew that they needed to win this match over Haiti um, to have a better chance of qualifying for the Women's World Cup. There is still an opportunity, but in that last match for Mexico against Haiti, they suffered A number of devastating losses, injuries to their center backs, red cards. Uh, They committed two penalty kicks that Haiti capitalized on and scored another set piece opportunity for Haiti outside the box, another foul committed, but a lot of things did not go in favor of Mexico. And uh, I'm not sure that it's going to ignite that fire in Mexico for Monday's match against the United States to come out and be this dominating force, I, I, I'm i nervous that Mexico is going to crumple under this pain of, of knowing that now to qualify for the w- Women's World Cup, this mountain is incredibly, incredibly high. So it, they're not out. Mexico is not out of the Women's World Cup yet. However, they need to advance to the playoff tournament, the intercontinental tournament. Um, after this Concacaf W championship, and they can only advance. Mexico can only advance with a win over the United States and a little bit of help from Haiti and Jamaica. They, that match between Haiti and Jamaica cannot end in a tie. So Mexico needs to win. Haiti, Jamaica cannot end in a tie. And that means that Mexico only qualifies for the Intercontinental Tournament. They still have to play more matches there, yep. win out, and then they potentially get a spot at the Women's World Cup. That's a tall mountain. Oh yeah, Mexico to climb.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's I love hearing you lay it out like that because I think if this is um if you're looking at the landscape of this competition, you're saying, okay, so there's they could still make it. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. one more game, but there's everything else, the other layers that come in with it. So it's not just one more game, it's the final game of this group stage, and it's the final match of the group stage against the United States women's national team and then not only do you need a victory there which will it will be incredibly difficult to obtain you're like you said Lisa you're talking about the fact that they've got all these other underlying factors I mean they're also going to be without their starting center backs in this game they've lost Rebecca but now she went out she exited that game against Haiti with what looked like a uh, shoulder injury, clavicle area. Uh, And then you had Greta Espinoza pick up that red card, like you mentioned. These are the starting center backs, and they're not going to be available for this game against the United States. A team that went their first two games building up their scorelines, so opening up their tournament with a 3-0 win over Haiti. Then a 5-0 win over Jamaica. I would not be surprised if this match gets really ugly at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking like maybe six or seven goals. I mean, I would hate to see it, quite frankly, but it's a tall, tall task for this Mexican women's national team, and they have not been able to play from behind. They have gone down early. In both of their games and in their second game, it only got worse as the game went on.
0: So I want to ask you, Sandra, as someone that is invested in this Mexican side and, and want to see them do well, um, what do you think the the conversation is right now or the thoughts are right now with Monica Vergara, with her team and, and her message to them as they head into this final do or die match against yeah. the United States?
1: You know, I think we heard a little bit of it already, I think coming out of the exit interviews uh, from that match against Haiti. um, We heard Vergara on the podium talking about how things like this are part of the process um, Mm -hmm. and that they still have a match in front of them, uh, that she herself has, you know, failed many times before, but you have to get back up and and look ahead of you. And that sentiment was, you know, almost echoed a little bit by someone like Jimena Lopez saying there's still another game to play. They have to have their best game against the United States. So there's um, it's an interesting dynamic, I think, that's coming out or an interesting energy, I should say, that's coming out from the team right now. Because for me, as someone who has um, covered and followed this team for many years, seeing them go through. Um, Coaching change, seeing them go, this program, be part of the NWSL and then see their federation remove their players from this league, Um, have seen the development of their own women's professional league and the beginning stages of progress within the program. They're saying the right things, but it's not matching up with what's happening Mm -hmm. on the pitch tactically so it's a little bit frustrating i think for i think that's a word it's a
0: great word frustrated
1: it's a little bit frustrating for me to sort of watch this team go through this tournament in the way in which they're doing it because i think there was a lot of coming into this tournament especially when it was announced that mexico was going to be the host Mm -hmm. the energy around this team and the profile of this team elevated. I think for many people, for who are neutrals of of this sport, or people who just like to, you know, who are the casual fan who like to see the the big international tournament, uh, they were their their profile elevated. Mexico women's national team profile elevated because of how they were playing going into this tournament. Um, there, they had enough there to where it wasn't hype. They had. A double digit lead into this uh, game winning streak, excuse me, undefeated streak into this tournament. You're talking about an undefeated streak that was going back into 2021. This is the same team and same coach that drew against Canada and defeated them in November of 2021 off of Canada's gold medal win in the olympics uh this same team so you're talking about a 10 game unde- undefeated streak heading into this into this tournament dominating their qualifying process to get to this stage uh they absolutely had the narrative around them that this was a tournament in which they should excel in and shine and it's been the complete opposite for this team here yeah. and so, even at-
0: Even with uh, the rise of Liga MX Femenil in Mexico and and the fact that these players have so many consistent games and they have the opportunity to play because now uh, they have players on this Mexican national team playing in Europe, playing in the NWSL, playing in the domestic league in Mexico and Liga MX Femenil. And uh, maybe the pressure um oh yeah but, uh, yeah i mean frustrating 100%, frustrating yeah. is such a good word for it and and the pressure that they faced and and you see some teams really rise to that pressure um and, and really want to take that on head on and it makes them stronger to connect, to fire under them but i think that mexico felt this pressure a little too much and and because oh, of that
1: crumpled crumpled no, right i uh I know I've mentioned, we've chatted a little bit about this, you know, off mic, we text each other through the games and stuff, but bringing it here to the podcast, I mean, just watching that first game alone from this team, it was immediate. And again, it's just, maybe it's just from years of seeing, watching the team in their games and sort of seeing them and how they start a game versus how they finish a game. Uh, There wasn't a lot of too much difference for me. I think that was taking, using another word, going from frustrating to concerning. So it was concerning for me for this team because part of Vergara's uh, sort of resume, so to speak, in terms of being a head coach, she's a great coach for, uh, you know, developmental purposes. She has, she is a coach that has made this program better. She has. Uh, And she is someone as part of a resume has had, is the type of coach that tries to instill belief in her players. And we saw that with her time in some of these youth national teams. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously the U-17s going to, uh, you know, becoming runners up and in their youth world cups. And what I saw in these two games, first two games for Mexico was a lack of that. It was a lack of belief that you could see it in the body language in some of the players on the pitch, um, Mm -hmm. especially as the minutes were starting to just tick away in this this game against Haiti. I mean, you could see it especially on a player like like Greg Espinosa picking up the red, you know, trying not to cry coming off yeah. of the pitch. It's an incredibly difficult moment to be in. And it just sort of felt like it was getting worse and worse for the team. So that, that part was concerning for me, that this is a coach uh, that has that as part of her resume, that she is able to get the buy-in and the lock-in from the team, able to instill belief in players, in the system, in the program. And it just has gone, It's it was like a, f- a flight response. It just was like it, we've seen it missing. So, yes, there's one game left. It's against the United States women's national team. Are we going to see – that return are people going to see the Mexican women's national team that they were hoping to see throughout this tournament? I I don't know. I really sincerely don't know.
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: I, I think it's a sad sentiment, especially for someone like you, maybe cheering for Mexico in the sense, um, but it. On the flip side of it, to be a little bit more optimistic, I'm really happy for Haiti in this sense. Oh, yeah, 100 and, and we have to look at the U.S. side of it because mm-hmm. as we look at a Mexican side that uh, are they going to rise to the occasion? Are they going to turn the script and, and flip the switch and be that team that comes out and proves Uh, what they can do with what I believe that they can do. Meanwhile, a United States team that um, is going through a bit of a roster turnover and they have these newer generation players in the mix of veterans and, and they're trying to fight for playing time, every single player. And I think that the United States is taking the challenge that they have been given and and the individual players are taking the challenge of fighting for roster spots. And, And you look at the battle between Ashley Hatch and Alex Morgan in that number nine center striker role. And these U S players are, are doing that and they're fighting and they're proving that um, they want to go out and win everything. And, and they've gotten this one and what's the next one, what's the next one they can get, what's the tournament they can win next. Can they qualify for the Olympics? And they keep raising the bar for themselves, honestly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm curious on the U S side of things here, Lisa, because we've been chatting, chatting up Mexico and what we think, you know, is on the line for them and, and what we could see from them. But, mm-hmm. With the World Cup spot already clinched, Mm -hmm. with maybe sights ahead a little bit on nabbing a spot for the 2024 Olympic Games, uh, what do we think we might see from this United States women's national team side? Because there's a couple areas on the pitch that I'm looking at. Positionally, personnel-wise, I'm wondering if someone like Amel Pugh gets time in this game. She went back-to-back games for this team in the group stage. We're talking max minutes here for the United States. Uh, what are we going to see in the goalkeeper position? Is there going to be more rotation there? Uh, what are some areas you're looking at for this team heading into this game? Is there some rotation that you would like to see? Is there someone you want? Is there someone on the team that you want to see get more minutes?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think these are all incredibly important questions, and you can't just look at uh, the last match that the United States played against Jamaica, but you do have to reference that first match against Haiti because uh, you talk about a player like Mallory Pugh who got 90 minutes in those games, uh, someone like Alana Cook who also got 90 minutes, um, and the players that maybe didn't play the last time the U.S. played against Jamaica, we saw a number of players get rest. I imagine we'll see more rotation um, because – you have to remember that Blackmaninovsky and this team, yes, they're looking at this U.S. versus Mexico match, incredibly important for them. They need to get the win. They need to get uh, goals and points on the board. But they also have more games after that. They've already made it out of this group stage. They have to continue on. They want to get first in Concacaf. So you have to play the long game in a sense with this U.S. team. They play Monday. And then they'll play again on Thursday. When we look at the goalkeeper position, Casey Murphy got the start in the first match for the U.S. against Haiti. Alyssa Nair, full 90 in the second match against Jamaica. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think you might go back to Casey Murphy. We, we talked a little bit about uh, Aubrey Kingsbury. And if we'll see her get her qualifying debut and make her qualifying debut and get a cap with the U.S. in this tournament. I'm not entirely sure, though. I think between Murphy and Nair, he's got really good things going on there. It it would behoove him to give Kingsbury some experience. However, I'm not entirely sure against uh, Mexico if, if that's the move that black is going to make. Um, the rotation in the midfield as well, Andy Sullivan did not see time against Jamaica. She got the rest there. So will she be back in that role? Um, They've slotted in Christy Mewis into that defensive Mm -hmm. six role will she get a start in that role and, and kind of see how she can dictate the game from the beginning. Alex worden got full rest. Megan Rapinoe got full rest. Becky Sauerbrunn got full rest in these last yep. matches. I expect we'll see more minutes from them. I expect to see more minutes from Megan Rapinoe as, as someone who was brought into this tournament. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, minute management has to be a factor in this match. I would love to see more from Trinity Rodman, not entirely sure she'll get a start, However, a substitute in at 45, that would be fantastic to see. I want to see how Trinity Rodman plays alongside someone like Alex Morgan in that front line, maybe with a Margaret Purse. Um, But with Morgan in that number nine central striker, and Trinity Rodman out wide in a position that she's a little bit more comfortable in versus playing that center number nine striker that we saw against Jamaica, Um, that's really what I want to see in the front line for Blacko.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm in agreement with you, too, about the goalkeeper position. I just don't think at this stage in the tournament is where you say, you know what, we're going to give our our number three goalkeeper minutes in this game in the final uh, match group stage. But who knows? Uh, we'll see, obviously, when, when when that when that plays out, um, if there is a rotation and goalkeeper, I I would imagine, you know, it would go to to Murphy um, in a game like this. Uh, But I would like to see uh, more Chrissy Mewis in a game like this, quite frankly. Um, If the idea is to preserve Andy Sullivan as much as you can, um, or even Lindsay Horan as much as you can, because she's a player who's been subbed out of these last couple of games. If that's the idea, if that's the game plan, um, why not give Christy Mewis a full shot at Mexico yeah. here uh, with the final group stage match and the World Cup already? Clinched. So, so,
0: what about what about Taylor Corniak? We saw her get minutes in the U.S.'s last match oh, against
1: yes. Jamaica. I mean, more, I don't think she'll get a start. But no, I, I guess I'm thinking more positionally. I guess I'm yeah. thinking more like in the sixth role, as I made my reference to to Andy mm-hmm. Sullivan. Because if we see Corniak come into this game, I don't I don't know if it's in a deeper role like that. She's been thriving this year in 2022 a little bit higher. And quite frankly, if uh, if they put Taylor Corniak out there against Mexico in a higher position. I mean, that's gonna be a tough day. A tough, tough day for that Mexican back line. I mean, you're talking about the tallest player out there on the six pitch one. Right yeah. Yeah, Corniak
0: so, is six one. There's, there's
1: gonna there there would be not a lot of answers for that. None, quite frankly. Um, I think if you're if you're the defense if you're Mexico's defense, you're gonna be like, What the hell, man? So, uh, you know, it's just going to be like, the odio. So it's going to be like, it's going to be a tough. Uh, it's going to be, it would be tough if that would come into play. But we've, we've seen her get a few minutes. Maybe that is a player that they're going to give a little bit more extended minutes to, again, I don't know with, with the return of Megan Rapino, do you like, again, do you try to get some minutes under her belt in, in this game going into the knockout rounds? I don't know if that's, again, I don't know if it's a full 45 or start or a final 30 minutes in the second half. I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, either. um, jet lag is very, very real. Maybe you want to try to give that player some, some minutes, uh, going into, going into those knockout rounds. So yeah, just get um, her legs moving. And, and for sure, um, yeah. I think the real point here is that, quite frankly, there's options here. Quite frankly, <laughs> there's, quite frankly there's there's options here. Um, you know, it's impressive what the team has done. I think there's been some there's been some storylines right around this team going into into this tournament, and one of them was going to be you know lack of experience. Quite frankly, uh, there's a lot of players on this team that have not had the challenge of being. The roster that has to go out and qualify for the World Cup. This is a this was a very different scenario for many of these players. And uh, guess what? They did it in like one and a half match days. Yeah. It's uh you know it, it just goes to show um, how incredibly strong the depth of this yeah. team is. How how wide the player pool of this team is, and that you can task them with something like this. And they can go out there and achieve it. So now the next thing is snatching first place in in this group and moving on to the knockouts and and getting and winning the whole thing. Um, and I think that even with the options, even with players who might perhaps see extended minutes in this match that may not have seen a lot of minutes mm-hmm. in the first two games they will still find success. I,
0: yeah, I agree. And and Flacco has to be looking at the, he has to be playing the long game. And I think injuries also play a part in that. And I know he said that everyone is 100%, but you, you this is an opportunity to maybe wrestle Lindsay Horan, as you mentioned, or Sophia Smith, that's maybe dealing with something where Mallory Pugh, who's played back-to-back 90 plus, um, because you have to play the long game. At this point, it's it, the U.S. is vying for number one in this CONCACAF. They've checked off the first thing, qualifying for the World Cups. Now can they win the tournament? And then can they qualify for the Olympics? Um, one done, two more to go for the United yeah. States. And it all happens on Monday, where a lot of other implications yep. happen as well. Because it's it's match day. Uh, Three for all of these nations, especially in Group A. And there is a lot on the line so far for this group.
1: Yep, both, uh, both groups are going to close out their group stage on Monday, July 11th. You've got Canada, Costa Rica, Panama, Trinidad, and Tobago uh, as the first slate of games kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, first place, obviously, on the line in, in that group uh, as well. And uh, for group a, little bit different. Uh, it's going to be the doubleheader for Group A is going to be the late night slate of games. Those matches are going to be kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern. You're going to have Jamaica versus Haiti on one side. And then, of course, United States women's national team going up against Mexico on the other side of things. Both of those games kicking off at 10 p.m. Eastern, like I said. So, you know, this might be one of those nights. This must be one of those evenings where folks are going to have the multi-screeners going on. You know, I know we do that a lot here. I third when we're texting each other, showing each other our setup, how many screens we got going on with the games. But uh, it'll be an exciting final match day and I know we're going to be tuned in on that to make sure that we update everybody on all the happenings in the Concacaf w championship that's all we got for today's preview everyone thank you all so much for listening to attacking third please go ahead and nominate us for the best female hosted podcast you can vote for attacking third at the podcast slash app slash sign up we're on apple podcast spotify stitcher and anywhere you listen to your shows we're also available as video so Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash and third. And we'll be back covering the concept W Championship in-depth, all tournament long, with in-depth previews and live United States women's national team recaps. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or